Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cohen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame... Um... Alright, um, Sesame Seed on a Bun, Big Mac, Product Placement, uh, and Carta. Yeah, I was thinking, before we start this out, I need to uh, go grab myself a can of Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. um, head over and buy a Big Mac, Yeah, and then do some shopping at Sears. Maybe get a little bag of Skittles, you know, yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Dos Equis. <laughs> um, some, some Dos Equis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um... Speaking of coke, somebody was on drugs when they wrote this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it had, had to have been. <laughs> um, so today on the show, we are covering the most interesting film ever made, <laughs> entitled Mac and Me. It's a 1988 film. Directed by Stuart Rathfill. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Written by Steve Feek and Stuart Rathfill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music by and Alan it. Silvestri. The same guy that did the music for Back to the Future trilogy. I was going to say, because there is some, the, <laughs> some of the music sounded very similar to Back to the Future. Yes. And he just, like, took his score of Back to the Future and just, like, tweaked it a little bit. <laughs> I, I, honestly, the best part of the movie was the score. No, um, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm like, this is interesting music for this particular movie. Yeah. Like, I think they spent probably half the budget on the, the music, <laughs> I'm thinking. And then the other half was just paid for by McDonald's, Coca-Cola, and Sears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Dosakis. <laughs> <clears throat> Lord, <laughs> so, I swear to God, there were scenes in that movie that just blatantly looked like they just had the shoehorn the product did. Like it didn't yeah. even make sense for it to be there. Like, um. Anyways, initial thoughts here. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just bizarre. I don't even know what to think. I mean, mm-hmm. I watched it. Well, maybe because I watched it twice, oh, okay. and then then the second time. I didn't want to watch it all the way again, so I just put it on one and a half speed, and it was even more bizarre watching it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I could, you know, kind of remember what happened. So I, I put it in, yeah, one point five speed just to get it over quicker, and uh, and that that was probably 
very interesting experience. Well, you should try it and watch that 1.5 speed. It totally changes like everything about it. <laughs> it's weird, but it doesn't make it any better. <laughs> no, it does. It just makes it more like a drug trip. Like you're, yeah. like you have a, a ketamine mixed in maybe with some stimulants and, you know, okay. uh, maybe some MDMA. I don't know. I'm just on a sesame seed bond. It says we see, yeah, exactly. You put it in your Big Mac, and you know you'll you'll be flying. But yeah, uh, you'll be going into space where where the planet where the family lives. Yeah. So, um, in the um, in the early '80s, there was this film you may have heard of called E.T. <laughs> it's a little film, obscure, you know. Yeah. So my feelings on this was somebody thought, hey. Remember E.T.? Let's see how we can make that worse. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. They they saw the success of E.T., which came out, was it 82, 81? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then six years later, like they thought... I think it might have been 83. I don't know. But yeah, 83, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they waited five years then to do... Uh, usually when they do a movie like that, it usually comes out in the same you know time frame because they want to compete with the other movie wait five years but sometimes uh, it wasn't as fast back in the 80s because you know like now now with uh you know cheaper means of making a movie it's easier to for the asylum to release the (laughs) transmorphers like you know (laughs) yeah right well i don't even mean asylum i just mean like even other productions, like when oh, you had yeah. the, the Sharks movie versus the uh, Binding Nemo. Yeah, and, you I had mean, and that, that, that does happen. Yeah. And, and you got like Deep Impact and Armageddon and right, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, like, I don't think anybody wanted to touch E.T. for a bit because that was like such an original movie at the time. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. God, like comparing that to this is just wild. Like, and yeah, I mean... Just up front, um, some little trivia here about this movie. Um, it uh, was nominated for four Golden Raspberry Awards. Oh, wow. It won Worst Director and Worst New Star for Ronald McDonald. What? <laughs> He's in one scene in the he, movie. He was only in one scene, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it did receive... Four Youth and Film Awards, now the Young Artist Award, um, nominations. While regarded as one of the worst films ever made, it did become a cult, a cult uh, hit. And a clip of that is always used on um, when uh, Paul Rudd does uh, interviews with Conan O'Brien. He tends to <laughs> show this clip of our star Eric falling down a into water off of a cliff. In his wheelchair. In his wheelchair, yes. And then Max shows up looking all concerned. <laughs> yeah, but Max saves him. By the way, they, uh-huh. they don't show that. They don't show that clip where right afterwards, it's, it's, Max be- saves him. It's it's because Paul Rudd doesn't like aliens. He he has. This, yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, I think he, he's, he's an alien phobe. Yeah, he is. Um, that's that's why you know he's so uh, weird to like rocket in the. Uh, in the Avengers movies, yeah, no, no. exactly. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what why I'm talking about. He, he's an ET phobe, yeah. And um, <clears throat> you know that's why they that's what they got the the ET. You you got you had ET in the hate crime. It's got you know you slip T and E. I don't know. And then um, uh, <clears throat> I was trying to come up with something that didn't work, but <laughs> it's okay. I was trying to, and it just wasn't. Yeah, wasn't coming out. But uh. <clears throat> But man, yeah, what a bizarre film! Is I don't even know what to say about it. Just uh, it's it's something. It's it's a movie. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Okay, so I will admit that. Okay, back when I was in grade school, we had this. Uh, towards the end of the year, they would wheel in the uh, TV into okay. the classroom and show yep. us movies. And one year, this was the movie they showed us. <laughs> Man, I clearly remember that. And then I rented it from the video store a few times after that. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, <laughs> whenever. So, you know, so, and then, it's like, 
12, somewhere around there, you know. Um, yeah. But not so much at, you know, as an adult. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so what happens in this uh, lovely piece of art? Um, well, um, so as a family of aliens that live on a barren planet, uh, seems like they're the only ones alive because I haven't seen anyone else. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they're looking for water. And or, or uh, I, I, I'm assuming it's actually Coca-Cola that's underneath the. Well, it could be Coca-Cola on a different planet. Yes. yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so the, the dad, I think, is looking for Coca-Cola. And right off the bat, I'm like, I don't think this is a very good father figure. Because at first I'm thinking like, oh, cool, he found water. And, you know, he's going to tell the family. No, he just drinks all the water for himself. <laughs> and so, and then, and he comes back into the family in one of those, like, um, not drones, what are they called? Um, like a, it's, it's like a, like, like, like some kind of rover or something like a, yeah, like, like, like a, from uh, NASA. Which was, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. 1988. Cause I didn't, I didn't know they even had those back then, but, um, yeah. And it's going to but, some kind yeah. of alien planet too. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, some distant planet that no one, they never said what it was or which I planet. I mean, we just had the Challenger that. explosion, and now we're going to some distant planet shortly after that. Yeah, we're going to be using a <laughs> rover to <clears throat> pick up a rock sample or something, and then they keep giving it more and more samples because they're, you know, interest, interested in, like, what this machine does and stuff like that. And, uh, and for some reason, which they didn't even explain up until this point, is that their bodies are like really like malleable mm -hmm. and can like guess like go into different shapes so the, yeah, the vacuum... like silly putty or something yeah something, yeah something like that so the vacuum ends up sucking up the entire family and then when they take it back to the you know the plant or the lab or whatever the machine's like off fritzing island shit because there's like a family of aliens inside of it and then and they eventually shoot that's always, out. That's always the, you know, you know, like when you call up IT, they ask you yeah. to turn on and off the, you know, the computer or whatever. The third thing they ask you is, is there an alien family inside the device? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't check that part. No. So, so the machine exploded and I was worried that like everybody else was going to like die except for Mac, but no, the family just gets separated and then Mac he ends up running away and finds himself in a, in like a Jeep kind of vehicle. Mm -hmm. Not really a Jeep, but uh, one of those kind of vehicles. And, and to a family that's moving into like a new home in yeah, California. Before that, in the accident, we did have a scene there with Danny Cooksey um, as oh. a little kid. And he's a Facebook friend of mine, so I'm just bringing him up. Um, okay. <laughs> he was on Salute Your Shorts and, uh, other things so yeah he, he's a he's a good yeah. guy he was in he, he was the guy that uh that didn't tell the cops where uh where um john connor was in terminator 2 oh nice so he's, he's a good guy i love yeah i love that i love the, I love the meme where it says like this this yeah. kid saved the whole world by yes. not writing out to the cops <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> yeah and um yeah so mac you know he's this is where we get our first product placement, I think, is Mac instinctively goes for Coca-Cola, yes. which is not explained whatsoever why this particular alien breed just instinctively knows what Coca-Cola is and wants to drink it, considering that they live on a different planet. So I'm not, I'm not even sure why chemicals and food stuff on this planet would even be able to, like be digested with their organs on a different planet. I mean, I'll, I'll be worried that it would actually kill or poison Mac because the food that they're used to, I mean, it's, I imagine if we went to another planet and there happened to be life on it and we just go grab something to eat from there. Well, like who's to say that we're, our stomachs would be able to even digest that food without I'm killing us. I'm pretty Whatever. sure that underground on all planets in space, there's a McDonald's and a Coca-Cola. Oh, okay. Planet. Yeah. 
And they got to make sure they have the Big Mac. And, yeah, they maybe you know, have Sears there. They maybe that's where they buy their yeah clothes. Oh, wait, they didn't wear any. Um, so and yeah, so Mac <laughs> drinks the kids' Coke, and then this whole argument about you know his, his older brother drank it. I didn't drink it, blah blah blah, whatever, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, so what else happens? <laughs> so, anyways, they uh they end up getting to their house because they're moving from Chicago to Los Angeles somewhere near, I don't know, I'm assuming Los Angeles, it's somewhere in California. Um, they, uh, you know, Eric uses a wheelchair and, uh, so we got Eric and we got Michael and their mom, um, played by Christine Eversall, the mom, um, uh, Eric is played by Jade Calgary and, uh, Jonathan Ward plays Michael, just giving them credit. Um, well, yeah, because I'm sure they won it. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, if you were in a movie, even if it was like really bad, but it was like in theaters and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, Christine you know, Ebersole was a cast member of SNL. So right. I mean, I would like, like <laughs> I would like credit, even if the movie was not good. The fact that I was in a movie that was like released and, yeah. you know, theaters worldwide, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, that's nice of you to give them. Right. I mean, I doubt that they'll listen to this, but it's nice for you to, you know. I'm sure that Christine Eversall listens to every episode of our show. Well, she might. I mean, I don't know. May, maybe she yeah. does. But would they? But I got one one comment though before you. Yeah. Just take it because it when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god! Like, so the whole thing is like, so they moved to California, and immediately they 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 go into the whole like. Oh, California is a weird state to live in, bro. Look at all these hippies or whatever. Because like their next door yeah. neighbor is like underneath a tent and is like, like I'm trying to talk to the Earth Spirit or whatever. I'm like, like a teepee, actually. So was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then and then he's like, the older brother's like California. I'm like, oh my god, like really? And then, uh-huh. Like yes, the moment you step foot in California. Like the second you get from the 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 border, from wherever state you are into California, you're gonna see a bunch of white kids pretending to be Native Americans sitting next to teepees and talking about the Earth spirits. Really, come on. And um, but when I when I went know, to they, Cal- when I went to California, that's all I saw. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> every corner there was some little girl yeah. in a teepee. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Even even even, even, even 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 on Hollywood Boulevard, there's just uh-huh. little girls in teepees all over up and down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. You go to In and Out Burger and they're there, and it's like, yeah. God, I'm just trying to get a Big Mac here. You know? Not a Big Mac because you can't get that. No. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you can ask for the Mac and Me Burger, and they'll know what to give you. But yeah, it's alien on a bun. Anyway, yeah. so. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um... The, uh, no sesame seeds, though. Um, no. The, <laughs> that ruins the taste. <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, alien meat doesn't taste good with sesame seeds. No. No. So, um, they're moving in. Um, the mom is almost abusive to the guys moving in her stuff at one point. And, um, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you already get an indication about the... How yeah. this this woman treats the help? Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> yep. So, um, anyways, um, shortly after the move, uh, Eric thinks that there's like an alien presence already or something, even though he hasn't yeah, seen, no. seen the thing. Like really, it's, <laughs> it, it's doing this weird thing where it, it's controlling um, without a battery in it. It's controlling his RC car, and um, it's uh, it's he he doesn't have his TV plugged in, and it's and he's it still turns on and it's got the snorks on it anyway so um yeah the snorks which was like an underwater smurfs ripoff um <laughs> that we used to be on saturday mornings um anyway so uh he also has this uh, just just letting you know in in the scene when he's moving in he has this really huge chicago cubs teddy bear that's like four foot tall um <laughs> yeah it comes yeah, this, it comes in play coming. later in the movie um yes yeah it does <laughs> so um anyways eventually 
after falling off a cliff and Max saving him. He he <laughs> see you know he 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 sees the 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 alien which he refers to as Mac, which means um what does it mean? Uh, Mysterious alien creature. Yes, that's it. Think. Yeah, because they couldn't use extraterrestrial or yeah. alien life form because those have already been taken by ET and Elf. And, right, um, <laughs> and they figured, oh, since McDonald's sponsored this and gave half our budget, we'll call him Mac because they got a Big Mac at McDonald's. Yes. And then that will sort of like subliminally make you want to have a – god damn it. No, I want a Big Mac. I don't even like Big Macs. But Yeah, I nope. want one, and I've never even had one. So they're they're not great. Uh, no. <laughs> to be honest, they're not they're not good. They always look bad uh, to me, so I've never eaten one in my life. So. I mean, just my opinion, they're not that good. I don't know. Like if you want if you want a burger with three buns, your best bet is getting you know getting yourself a big boy at Frisch's or Big Boy. Yeah. You know, if you want that three bun burger and you want that special sauce, way better than the shitty ass thousand island. Probably crap even better if you just make man. one yourself at home. Well, you can make one, sure, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So anyways, um, so Eric tries to catch, catch the alien having, you know, issues. He can't do that. Um, he nearly drowns and the alien saves him. Um, nobody believes him about it except for the little girl next door and, uh, eventually his brother. Um, cause later that night he sets a trap to get his new friend. Um, and, and Debbie, his, his little friend from next door, the, the, uh, cultural, cultural appropriate, appropriating, <laughs> um, little girl. Um, I mean, she's like seven. Okay. I think we should give her a break. Okay. You know, <laughs> she didn't know that it was wrong to do that in 1988. So, okay. you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm sure adults didn't either. Anyway. So, um, oh, sure, true. Yeah. <laughs> If you had any inkling whatsoever, like, yeah, this, this kind of looks wrong. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so they they end up trapping Mac inside of a vacuum cleaner because that's yeah. the best way to treat a, a visitor to yeah. your house. I trap all my friends in vacuum cleaners. I don't know why they did. They did uh, yeah, whatever. And uh, <laughs> maybe the vacuum cleaner was another product placement, you know. Yeah, that particular that particular brand, you know, whatever. But they, uh, after the aliens released, Michael sees it and he believes, you know, that there is an alien, um, and uh, but the alien leaves before uh, before the mom can be convinced of it. Um, anyways, um, wow, this movie, um, so well. It was he left because there's like seven cop. Well, did they explain why there's so many cop cars? Were they looking for the alien? There's um, that the, the electricity went out, so something was going oh, okay. on with that. But they, the still yeah. this this guy that was looking for the alien on the highway, at towards the beginning of the movie, um, he was there, and uh, Michael notices him. So you know he's like, why is the dude from the highway here? You know, um. Does that guy just follow every single cop car in a city to see if, like, an alien's there? Like, I don't know. This they... is how he finds them. Every time his cop car, it's like, oh, they must be looking for the alien, like I am. So I'm just yeah. gonna follow them. Oh no, they're just they're just arresting some hookers on the side of the road. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they have access to the alien. I don't know. Maybe Mac is experimenting way too young of an age, and that's problematic in many ways. But and uh, you know. Well, he does I don't get, know. He does, he does get the, uh, you know, the, the solar system discount, you know, or whatever. So it's. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. But you know. Uh, God, I have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyways, they. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what happens next here. Um, They, uh, he. Earlier in the movie, at one point. Mac, like decorated their house with like trees and rocks and shit all over him. Oh yeah. I was like, what was that? It was like a garden kind of. Yeah. Or... Like, I think he was trying to recreate his planet or something. And, Oh, um, maybe. Yeah. 
Anyways, later on, he, he cleans it all up and and repairs the door, repairs the walls, everything, you know? He's like, you know, I think Max got a, you know, good chance of being on, like, HGTV or something. Oh, yeah, like an interior designer or whatever. Yeah, yeah you I mean, know, I think that'd be, that'd be a good show, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> get sure. On, get on that, somebody. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Mac attacks your house or something. Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, your house. Yeah. <laughs> the um um they anyways uh they 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 end up uh going to uh, okay uh the little girl Debbie next door invited um randomly it was funny too she's like do you want do you want to come to my friend's birthday party and uh says. He says, yeah. She gave no details about it. <laughs> like, no. when and where it was. And she's like, all right, see, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so it turns out that it's going to be at McDonald's. Oh. And yeah, her sister just happens to work at McDonald's. Yes. <clears throat> and then she's also wearing her uniform. Yeah. Multiple occasions throughout the movie for some reason. Even when she's not working, and of course, you know Michael likes the sister because she's like, well, yeah, because you know that stuff, yeah, you know, he's like, you didn't tell me she had a little sister, bro, or whatever, yeah, it's like, was like, I yeah, I didn't to? think I had to. It's like, what's the requirement that I yeah. tell you everything about my new friend and her family? Shut she the fuck up. She has a mom but... too. You didn't ask about her. Yeah, why don't <laughs> we just give her her whole life story, dude? Like, <laughs> like, she also likes to culturally appropriate um, Native Americans here, too. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, apparently yeah. the mother thinks that's fine to <laughs> reprimand. They're like, hey, maybe don't sit out next to a fucking teepee across the street. Yeah. Talk about the goddamn earth spirit. What the hell's the matter with you? But <clears throat> So, anyways, um, they go to this birthday party in the most 80s scene <laughs> in a movie ever. <laughs> yeah. It was like the 1980s just threw up on this McDonald's. It was like... <laughs> yeah, there's a random... Uh, even before that, even before they got in, there's a random uh, break dance scene. Yeah. Like, it was just there, like, for no reason other... They'd be like, oh, it's the 80s, and break dance scene's cool, right? So we'll just put that in a movie, yep. and people mm -hmm. will want to watch it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... That's not what happened, but... Uh... <laughs> Because yeah, I mean, every time I went to McDonald's in the eighties, there were dudes break dancing in the parking yeah. lot. Sure. And then every, uh, I did go to some birthday parties at McDonald's when I was a kid, and never once was there a dance off. At to be fair, to be fair, when Kid Rock was younger, <laughs> he did. They actually did have a break dancing competition in a Burger King. Oh, okay. And when he was like 12 or 13, and then he participated. I don't know if he won. Uh, this is this is when he he um, wanted to culturally appropriate black people, and then he before he decided to run against you know hating them as part of his political identity. Before, anyway, before he but, decided uh, that to was appropriate he, rednecks. That's yeah. That's when he could use their culture <clears throat> for his advantage, okay. and then after you know he was done with them, he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Now I'm gonna support politics that you know actively oppresses you but anyway and all all the while pretending that i'm some poor redneck even though i grew up in like a fucking mansion but it was like whatever yeah but um so it does happen like i mean i guess during the 80s apparently that was kind of a thing okay i guess but that was a competition that wasn't just randomly people yeah doing it <laughs> so but they did say something that there was a dance i, I heard an announcement for the dance competition so, all right. Oh, by the way, I sorry, I I shouldn't have mentioned that because, um, according to some people, that you know we're not allowed to talk about life and other things. In all, you know, it doesn't have directly to do with the movie. We're not allowed oh, to go it's, off. On it's okay. So, Fuck them. Sorry about that. Anyway, so um, <laughs> sorry, I apologize. Yeah, I don't care. We can talk about I, everything because yeah, you know what? I just mean. Yeah. Guess whose podcast this is? Yeah, it's our fucking podcast. <laughs> we can do what we want here. Um so the um they they're they're having this weird party. First off, um he um he got a ride to the party from 
from Debbie and her mom, and he brings God, her mom is so like dumb, oh, uh, rough, <laughs> or I don't know, like not mean, but just like kind of like it's like when when he's like getting to the car. She's talking about the wheelchair. She's like, how do I do this? It's like, Jesus. It's like, can you be a little bit nicer? Like, yeah. How do I do this? God damn it. It's like, wow. thought she should have had like a cigar in her mouth and be like, hey, kid, what do I do here? I know. <laughs> he, someone wrote a comment, I think it was on Reddit. So I was looking, I was like doing research on the film. If you call it a film. I, mean, yeah. I guess technically it was on film. But the, uh, the, the, the 90 minute commercial. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the 90 minute commercial. And then someone wrote, he's like, you know, as a disabled person, it was nice to finally have a movie with a disabled person where the movie wasn't just wasn't about the fact that he's in a wheelchair, but did it have to be this movie? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, Jade uh, Calgary, um, he was like this like representative of, uh, of um like for spina bifida and stuff like that in the 80s he like did a lot of oh, like, yeah. charity work and stuff after he got cast in this movie and he was on he was on general hospital for a little bit too i guess i don't know okay so yeah <laughs> anyways um he um but yeah anyways they um eric's brings his brings uh mac with him because they don't want to leave mac alone at the house because the fbi is looking for him or whatever <laughs> seemed like scared the fuck out of me <laughs> yeah and um so why he's taking a little bit of time to get into the car that boggles the mind of Debbie's mom um <laughs> i guess he's taking all of the stuffing out of his uh, teddy bear and turning it into a 4 foot teddy bear costume that he can put mac inside the mac bear yeah they don't show this scene when he does it i thought that would have been an interesting scene to see him putting mac inside the bear um, yeah, that would be cool, but no, they didn't, they didn't bother with that. No, so um, no, we're stuck in the car with Debbie and her mom, and um, the whole time, yeah, yeah the uh, I, I just watching them in real time talking in the car. It's yeah. like, okay, like we don't need that. I mean, there's like so many scenes in this movie that just like go on way too long. Um, but uh, yep. but anyways, he brings brings the uh, the bear in, and the he's and uh, she asks him how long he's had the bear, and he says forever. And then um, it was like, it starts moving. It's like, is that moving? It's like, yeah, it's one of those new uh, mechanical bears. It's like, I thought you said you had it forever. And he says, oh, yeah, but we just put new microchips in him. She's right, microchips. Like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? And then, like, <laughs> Debbie is just like, she's like, oh, cool. Like, has no idea. Yeah, he's just lying to her or some shit. But uh, oh no, Debbie knew it was a uh, was was Mac. So, oh, I'm sorry, I meant um, Debbie's uh, mom. Debbie, uh, Debbie yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. So she's like, okay, cool. You know, this is like Teddy Ruxpin, but uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, because she made another comment too before that. It's like, isn't he a little old for a Teddy? It's like she's just so full of judgment. And prejudice I know. Against kid. And then another weird thing about the whole like weird ideas about other states i guess it was kind of funny like oh in california she's a hippie pretending to be a native american and culture appropriating and so then like they had to like do it the other way where she's like debbie's like oh he's from illinois i'm like okay is there a cultural stereotype of kids in wheelchairs who have large teddy bears is that like an illinois thing or a chicago thing so i've never heard that in my life, that must I mean, be a new stereotype. All the times I was in Chicago, every kid I saw there had a teddy bear and a wheelchair. I guess it so. It was this, uh, you know, every kid. Yeah. They are on and every they corner. Had, they had a... microchips in it, I guess. Or, <laughs> I mean, I would I would have set up for a battery, but why did he go straight to microchip? Like, was that another sponsor that the microchip factories or companies? <laughs> like, their whole budget just came from product placements. Like, so so anyways he they they go to this party and ronald mcdonald makes a cameo appearance that he won a razzie for and um yeah um why he wasn't even that bad at the scene like he was just doing playing himself i mean like he didn't do anything bad like he wasn't acting stupid or whatever 
would they expect him to get in this like real dramatic scene where he just like acted, I mean, acted the he, shit out of it and started, start, started yeah. sh- shooting up uh, heroin in the middle of the McDonald's or something? And... <laughs> that the heroin experience, yeah. the heroin addict, Ronald McDonald. This is where all the charity money goes to <laughs> needle in his arm. Like, you know, it's like there's a room in the back of the Ronald McDonald house yeah. that nobody goes into. Oh, wow. Ronald and Grimace are back there just snorting coke and huffing <laughs> pain gasoline. And... Wow. Dark times for the Ronald. Um, anyway, so the uh, the more interesting mm, of that was but, in the movie. But the good actually, thing about so... it is they're loving it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we've got. Um, We've got this party over with and stuff and they leave and um anyways no the, the you forgot first... about the whole dancing thing with mac oh, yeah. dancing but, the... but mac dances anyways they, they have this big dancing thing that includes even the like high school football team and yeah they show up <laughs> <laughs> and and then the the like fbi is there <laughs> looking hey they looking got for a tip him. on the dancing alien and yeah <clears throat> Because the McDonald's said, if you notice, the menu does not have any prices on it. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I think everything at that McDonald's was free. Um, oh well, that yeah. explains why there's so many people there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'd I'd be dancing too if I can, you know, get a free big. Or maybe Mac, that's you know, how with, they uh, pay through dancing. <laughs> yes. <don't> know, <laughs> it's like you want some chicken McNuggets? You're gonna have to dance for them. Yeah, you want a Big Mac? You gotta have to do like you gotta dress up for this weird Teddy costume. <laughs> Dance on the your counter. name's gotta be Mac, and then <laughs> Dance on the counter and you get an extra fry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, but anyways, the 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 cops or the FBI or whatever the fuck they are, find <laughs> and um. As they're dancing or whatever, um, Eric escapes on his wheelchair. Um, and then uh, these guys, the the FBI, which I'm now reading, their names are Wicket and Zimmerman. <laughs> yes. Okay. Chase them through uh, a nearby neighborhood while he's like he's rolling down the street in his uh in his wheelchair. And uh, they go through like a uh, clothesline, and Max got all these clothes on him and shit, like <laughs> like some underwear on his head and stuff. Um, <clears throat> the uh, anyways, uh, they get they th- he also goes through and like destroys a, a Sears. Um, oh yeah, another product that, place that his mom works at. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So you got multiple uh, cuts to Sears, mm-hmm. and so they. Uh, anyways, um, Eric, Michael, Debbie, and Courtney. She's the older sister that works at McDonald's. They they go off and they 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 somehow pick up uh, Mac and uh, Eric into their van while they're rolling and the car's next to it and they pull him into the van in something I think would be physically impossible, but no, man, that was a, that was a good move. That, you know, that's like <clears throat> intuitive. They just knew at that moment to pull someone in a moving vehicle. So they, they, anyways, they, they follow these, uh, directions that Mac gives them to travel to these mountains in the outskirts of uh, town somewhere where inside of a cave they find um, Mac's family like dying they rejuvenate <laughs> them with Coca-Cola because you yeah, know because they didn't have their Coca-Cola you uh-huh. know so they that's La- what they get on their planet and last time I was at the hospital <laughs> things were getting dire they put an IV and hooked it up to me, and they filled it up with Coca-Cola. Saved my life. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, we forgot to mention. This whole time, Mac and his family are, like, communicating with, with each other with these weird whistling stuff. Yeah, and those scenes those scenes are, like, a fourth of the fucking movie. And so Mac yeah. 
was trying to tell them, like, he showed pictures of horses and things like that <laughs> to find out, like, where the... Because apparently they went back into the <laughs> desert, because I guess that's what they're used to. Yeah. <clears throat> where they don't have water, and but they need water, and so they went to a place where they know they wouldn't have water instead of looking for a place that did have water. Not exactly sure. Well, not water, but Coca-Cola. Well, Coca-Cola, yeah, but I'm not sure what they're planning, thinking of was in that regard. Like, oh, let's go to the place that's familiar, and that's the place where we don't have the resources we need. Well, they probably didn't know. Of, well, whatever. I'm just making fun of them. But, I uh, know. And, <laughs> but yeah, they saved them with the Coke, not cocaine, although... Maybe maybe it was laced with cocaine. The, the, the writers know. had to have been on some. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, but, yeah. I'm sure. So, anyways, they they rejuvenate them with a the Coca Cola, and uh, then the group stops at a gas station, and uh, they go into a nearby supermarket. But while they're at the gas station, they the family like freaks out and grabs a Sprite, not a Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, Coca Cola product. But a sprite from this this girl that's sitting in this car by herself while her friend went in to buy some coke or something. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, uh, some dosaki <clears throat> and some yeah. coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and a chain of Sears superstores or something. Anyways, yeah, the... Yeah. Um, anyways, the... Um, they climb out of the minivan and go into the... Uh, Go into the supermarket, causing a panic in the supermarket as they try to get Coke in there. It's funny, I did see like Pepsi logos in the background, and I was like, Whoa, that's weird. In the grocery yes, store. <laughs> yeah. So um the restless aliens climb out of the minivan. They go in there. This the Max father steals a gun from a security guard. <laughs> and then the police show up like right away. Because that's They're on how standby, fast. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, <laughs> the scene is so ridiculous. Sorry, go ahead. There's like a shootout with the <laughs> with the aliens. I guess I keep telling them to like Michael's put down the code. The... <laughs> Michael's telling the cops not to shoot because the aliens are they're harmless, even though the dad's got a gun in his hand. Yeah. And they're like, get out of the way, boy. And he's like, no, they're not going to hurt you. And then there's a huge explosion. <laughs> yeah. That eventually blows up there's the, the entire store. You know, it blows up the entire store somehow. <laughs> no and, explanation as to how it started either. No. And then um, what's um, what's his name? The kid, the wheelchair, every has Dave. Yeah. Um, Eric. Uh, what's the, Eric. Eric is sitting in the middle of the, the parking lot. Dirty explosion. And then the explosion knocks him out and kills him. It's like the most dramatic scene in the whole movie all of a yeah. sudden. Like, so, what the so hell? So in the original cut of the movie, he didn't get killed by the explosion. The father accidentally shot him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's Suddenly the-, the movie became a drama in the last 15 minutes. Yes. And... <clears throat> And so, um, basically, they, they, the kid's dying, and then um, their mom ap- a- a- arrives by helicopter with the help of Wicket and Zimmerman. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but those names are just weird to me. Um, yeah. Just together, not separately, they wouldn't be, I don't think. But, um, <clears throat> so, so uh, she's there to, you know, hold her dead kid and, in in her arms. The thing I found weird is when he did die, um, Courtney or whatever her name is, the the older sister, she was more upset about him dying than Michael was. I know. <laughs> she known him for like one day. Yeah, she known, knew him for like a half a half a day or, or yeah. day and a half, and it's just like she's like crying, like you know. I mean, I know it's sad, but it's just like. That's the other thing. This whole movie takes place in the span of, like, two days. Yeah. And they all, like, develop this huge friendship with each other, uh-huh. like, during this time. Yeah, well, it happens sometimes, but still. Um, yeah. But still. 
the, uh, anyways, the, uh, the aliens come and do some weird shit with their hands and create this light that saves him, <laughs> which is kind of creep, kind of weird in the original one because the dad shot him and then he goes and saves yeah, it's him. Like, it's like, yeah. Oh. And this whole time they've been able to heal wounds, then why uh, couldn't they just do that to each other when they were like dehydrated without the Coca-Cola and on their planet? Well, maybe they don't have that power until they drink Coca-Cola. Oh, or maybe it's like a Superman, Supergirl type situation where it only works in mm. a different planet. Yeah. Where they've got special strength, but then on their own planet, they don't have special strength. Like, yeah, for example, in this movie, like they could just like move doors just from touching it, like and just knock them down completely or break the glass of a window just by touching it, you know? So maybe they're going for that kind of thing. And so when this movie which was already weird to begin with, comes to uh, the next scene. <laughs> I'm assuming for saving Eric's life, the United States government grants them American citizenship. The whole <laughs> alien family is sworn in. The fastest track to citizenship that's ever been in American history. Yes. <laughs> it's been like three days. They're like, you're it. You're citizens. Go on, do what you want. Yes. And uh, so then the family, yeah, the family drives off into a, uh, in a Cadillac. And, and I'm going to mention the fact that the family and, 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 and Eric and Michael and stuff are in the car. And um, I'm going to mention the fact that the dad is driving a fucking car. Mm-hmm. This alien. Yep. He knows how to drive it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know when they learned it. And then uh, Mac blows a bubble of gum, and then it comes up in an animated form on the screen and says, we'll be back, because they were hoping for sequels. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, nope. there were no sequels. There was, yeah, no back. Um, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that movie. Yeah, that was it. That was a movie or a commercial. Um, I just thought that they had the gall to actually think that they would make a sequel. Yeah. Like they, 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 they edited that movie. They, they had the final product. They did like maybe some trials where they people here and there, like theaters, um, and they're like, "Yep, nailed it. We're definitely going to get a sequel out of this." Like, wow, like that takes some mm-hmm. some balls, like you know, or some ovaries. You know, to like, like yeah. wow, you got some confidence there, man. Like, where you're like, oh, yeah, we nailed it. A great special effects team. Uh, great product placement. Who knows? Maybe maybe Coca-Cola would give us upfront money for the second movie. And then, I don't know, because there was like some betrayal there with the Pepsi products in the background. Maybe they're getting some back-end sponsorship. Pepsi, I don't think Coca-Cola is going to take too kind of that. But, uh <laughs> You know, I, I would like either you know, that or they just couldn't cover them up. They forgot to cover them up in the back of the grocery store that they were filming. <laughs> I mean, that is possible, but <laughs> I like my theory better because it's funny. <laughs> it's more conspiratorial. But uh, I mean, God damn. Like, and also, too, so that caused, so the sequel was going to be a more dramatic movie where it was going to be more about the prejudice that the aliens face from the human community. Yes. And then also to be hmm. make things huh. more nuanced that they a lot of a lot of the a lot of the prejudice was actually coming from minority communities as opposed to white people. And the reason why is because it's like, oh, like they get citizenship after being here for three days and drinking all of our Coca-Cola. But like, you know, <laughs> everyone else, you know, like if we're Mexican or from Africa, we gotta go through like this huge thing you know so it's like so it's like it's prejudice but it's like deeper prejudice because like whoa it's actually like the mexicans the black people don't like the aliens but the white people are like eh, whatever you know so it's like yeah it's whatever because you're privileged pieces of shit um who don't doesn't affect you in any way and then you get to you know you know stick your nose up to like oh these these minorities they're so prejudiced (laughs) we're so superior to them it's like you know fuck you and that would be the second movie, and then and and then the dad replaces Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's Macker or Carl Stein, though. Then I'm... Uh, so, do you want to hear some little bit of trivia from this movie? Uh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> okay, here's a few things that I found on the internet movie database. Um, the McDonald's scenes were all shot in City of Industry, California, just outside of Los Angeles. The set was a real McDonald's built specifically for crew member training and television commercials. So that probably explains why there was no prices on the menu. And, and why they had the um, yeah. the breakdancing, because during training they have breakdancing back then. So Yes. Every yeah. McDonald's employee needed to know how to breakdance. They needed to know how to breakdance to make minimum wage, yes. yes. And, um, and it was... So everything inside of this McDonald's worked, but it never served a real customer when it wasn't oh being God. used. <clears throat> it was looked, it was locked up behind a chain link fence, so it was torn down and rebuilt in 2006, probably with a new McDonald's design. Yeah. Um, part of the film's box office intake was donated to the Ronald McDonald House charities. Okay. okay. So like all eight thousand dollars made yes. was going. You know that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of no, it made no, more than eight thousand. It made six million out of a thirteen million budget. So yeah, <clears throat> yep. So um, that's the half. <laughs> uh, Kim Basinger and Angelica Houston were both offered the female lead of the mom, <laughs> but declined. That was a good choice, I think. Yeah, I think both of them are like at least been nominated for Academy Awards, if not one. So it's like... <laughs> Although, I think the mom character was pretty good. I mean, she was a good, good actress, role, but I'm like, you with, know, I yeah, with, if you want to be a the role she was given, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when, when Steven Spielberg was once asked if he was ever tempted to take legal action against the filmmakers for copying the story of his beloved film, E.T., he jokingly said he didn't want to get blamed for making anybody else watch it and... Watch it in order to make comparisons. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So this was actually this movie was Jennifer Aniston's film debut. Wait, as, what? As Where? An, as an uncredited extra sitting on a curb watching the dancers in the McDonald's parking lot. Wow. So this, this is before <clears throat> the Ferris TV show. Yeah. And before like uh, Leprechaun, Leprechaun and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> the film debut of Nikki Cox, who is an, a pretty well-known actress, as an uncredited extra during the birthday party scene at McDonald's. She's a little redheaded girl wearing a yellow shirt and white shorts. Wow. So, yeah. That's, that's, wow. So we got a lot of people. They got their star in the back in me. Yes. Nice. So, yeah, those are just some of the ones I felt like talking about there. Um, any <clears throat> other thoughts here on this uh, cinematic masterpiece? Sure. I mean, that just proves <laughs> that <laughs> there is no role it's too small that you know it's too good for someone to have because a movie that made six million dollars worldwide let yes. that sink in worldwide and it spawns the career of Jennifer Aniston, one of the most successful actresses of all time in yes. American history. So that's that's <laughs> right there. If you get a role for something, you want to be an actor, you want to be a musician, you're like, ah, too good for this. Ah, no, never know. You might be the next Jennifer Aniston <clears throat> mm-hmm. being an extra in a movie about an alien who's dancing in a weird teddy bear <clears throat> costume that's got <clears throat> microchips in it. That's no. the other thing right there. I got one more thought about this. So I think and this is also was part of the conspiracy. So you know that predictive programming conspiracy theory? Yeah. And the reason why Eric mentioned microchips huh. is because he was trying to plant, if you will, the idea of like, oh, microchips are normal to have inside of teddy bears, but we all know that Mac is inside the teddy bear, not in a weird way, but you know he's in the, the suit, and then, uh, and then so it's like, oh well, it's okay to microchip an alien slash teddy bear, and then from there it goes to, oh, what if we just microchip human beings? David Ike's been talking about this for years. I'm not sure if he watched Mac and me, but if he did, 
you know, he'd probably write about it in one huh. of his 74 books that are a thousand pages He has a tattoo of Mac on his back. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't know, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, but. Yeah, last time See, he, he was I, wrong last about time the he and I were hanging out at the beach, I saw it. It was, yeah. You were hanging out with David Icke, damn it. I've always wanted to hang out with him. He always says no. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, he, he, he says you can come as long as you don't bring bring your friend Sesame. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, he got mad because I, I, I'm skeptical of his reptilian theories. I, I don't think reptilian shapeshifters run the world. I think it's the 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 cousin race of Mac and his family are the ones that control them. Yes. Like Mac and his family, their <laughs> their clan are like the you know they're good they're good people, but the other clan is more more militant more like militaristic imperialist, and so like that's the reason why they were on the planet all barren because they got exiled for not wanting to conquer Earth. They're like, oh, well, if you don't agree to our plans, then we're just going to send you to, like, a barren part of the planet. Good luck finding any kind of Coca-Cola inside of rocks because, you know, we, we took it all for ourselves. And, um, but they showed, so them, think, they showed them and became American citizens. Yeah. So that's who really controls the world via microchips through a global uh-huh. computer and teddy bear costumes that you take the stuffing out of and then put the the small alien boy to then do break dancing on top of a mcdonald's counter that actually doesn't serve as a real mcdonald's <clears throat> yes and you got to eat big mac once a day uh-huh. <clears throat> like that one dude what was his name uh something william or wooly or something the dude who believed that in order to go to the fifth dimension you had to eat a quarter pounder with cheese and a diet coke every single day and the reason why it had to be a diet coke, not regular coke, was not. It had nothing to do with too much sugar. It was that the chemicals in the diet coke mixed with the chemicals and ingredients, the double quarter pounder with cheese, somehow did some concoction within your really? body. That it, no, I'm serious. I'm not even making this up. No, and I heard about this guy that ate them every day. I didn't know why. So yeah, no, this dude. I'm not making this up. You can't make this up. This dude lived. He he rented. A room in the garage of a house of an <laughs> Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. Wow. Literally. And then he, he his career, if you will, is a website where he claimed that he could, um, there was like a portal somewhere in like Arizona or like Nevada. <laughs> and you would go to the fifth dimension and then, but you need to eat quarter pounder with cheese and diet coke every single day for like i don't know a few months oh, okay that was all you could eat though you couldn't eat anything else yeah no what, what i was could... thinking of was actually a different guy who actually for like 50 some years every day oh. he ate a big mac oh no that guy's different he, yeah he, um, yeah he's i was part thinking of, of somebody else yeah no no he, he controls a part of the world just like some of the island states and things like that he's not he's not a big player and um you know, he, he plays a bit a bit part, you know. In yes. the in the global in global hamburger conspiracy, hamburglar, if you will, conspiracy. And uh no, this dude his name was Wiley Wiley I don't know, Wiley something. And uh he there's a whole documentary about him, it's amazing. I I, I don't mean to rant too much about it, but like just a short thing. So he he became one of the first quote breatharians these people who believe that you don't actually need to eat food as long as you like master certain breathing techniques that you can get all the nutrients you need just from meditation. Wiley and, Brooks. Yeah. Wiley Brooks. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, and he had like a little moment of fame before that where he lifted a bunch of weights despite being like super skinny. And, and um, and it was like, it was on a TV show called like that's incredible or something like yeah. that. And, um, and then after that, he became a breatharian and he was one of the first ones to bring this into you know public consciousness so you got to give him credit for that he was really you know ahead of the times and that but then he was caught um buying a bunch of junk food from a gas station and um room service at his hotel eating hamburgers and they're like oh mr so-and-so doesn't need to eat food but yet we saw him buying like twinkies and ho-hos from the gas station so then 
he changed his ideology to, oh, <clears throat> see, people can choose to eat food, and we just don't have to. And then he, then his philosophy evolved from that to, <clears throat> excuse me, human be. I, I don't drink, I'm not drinking Coke right now, so I'm getting a sore throat. My, I'm getting my Coke withdrawals here. Don't, but um, don't die on it. And so he changed his philosophy to. All humanity are actually descendants of fifth dimensional beings from different parts of the universe where we didn't, we just lived like basically as like invisible formless beings. But then in order to like have a vacation, what we, what our ancestors would do, excuse me, is that we would, we would basically go into a physical form. And like basically experience like the fleshly pleasure of life, be that, you know, food, sex, you know, what oh, have okay. you. And that was like a vacation, basically, like, you know, like, you know, because they were doing their own 5D stuff. I don't know, working, I don't know, arranging planets and that. Sure. And then, but then, you know, as you know, all good things happen, people get used to the, you know, luxuries of life. So again, I'm not making this up. He literally says this in his books or whatnot, website. And um, we kept doing this too many times. We eventually got locked into the three-dimensional and our, and our physical bodies. And now we can't get bit, get back to the fifth dimension, except through his his learning that if you eat double quarter pounder or or quarter pounder, with, it's got to be with cheese, though. Can't be without cheese. got to be with cheese. That's, that's an important aspect to the okay. diet. And Diet Coke. And then somehow that will then create this weird thing in your body where you're susceptible to being able to go into the fifth dimension and there's a portal and somewhere in Nevada or Hikar Nevada and depending on how you pronounce it and then um you he'll take you to this portal I think he died by the way so I'm, I should be saying past tense he did pass away a few years ago but um but you like had to buy you had to like pay him like a billion dollars and he's like I know it sounds like a lot of money but I'll actually show you how it works and then he gives you a mantra I don't know if it's from Hinduism or just something that he made up. And then you got to repeat, repeat this mantra again. I'm not making any of this up. Like I, this is straight from memory here. And then you repeat this mantra a certain number of times a day. And eventually you're going to manifest all of this money. And it, so it's not that he needs the money or need the money. He just did that. So you could prove to yourself that, you know, if you do the mantra, you can come into a whole bunch of money and then that can prove to yourself that, oh, I, I, I can actually create my own reality. I am a 5D spiritual being. And this was sort of just like a training wheel exercise to get me used to the idea that I can manifest anything I want. And since most people are accustomed to liking money and to thinking that like having a lot of money sort of like proves that they're like a good person or whatever this then psychologically will allow them to jump, you know, into the portal metaphorically, this, you know, this portal into the real portal, which then he'll show you in Nevada. And then right before, you know, he'll show you, Oh yeah, the portal's right there. And then he'll shoot you in the head, you know, when you're, you know, when your back's turned to him and then he'll steal all the money that you, that you earned from the mantra that he gave you. And then that way he didn't need to live in the, the garage of, of a uh, Elvis impersonator. It was all scammed. It worked brilliantly, but... Well, I think that would make a better movie than Mac and Me. Yeah. Everything I said, by the way, is true besides him shooting the guy in the back. Yes. This but, guy, but, but, but is literally but, what But it would talks. make a better movie than Mac and Me. Oh, I mean, I would hope they would make a movie. <clears> like, <throat> like, oh my God, can you imagine that? Where, like, instead of an Elvis impersonator, let's say it's like, you know, David Lee Roth impersonator, and this guy's living in his garage, and he, like, he just gets this idea one day to start a website. He's like... What if I like said that like we're all five dimensional beings? And then like, you know, in the background you can hear like the guy singing like you know, Chay or whatever, you know, I don't know the lyrics to Van Halen, but like, you know, or or um or no, Jamie's crying and he's sitting there like on you know, typing on his little computer or whatever. He's like, can you knock it off there? I'm trying to do my website. And then, like, he's like, hey, whose house do you live in? May I remind you? And he's like, ah, damn it. You know, I don't know. And then uh, we'll work on it. But Okay. Well, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah. We should probably anyway. wrap things up here. Um, yeah. 
Yep. Thanks, folks, for listening. Um, if you want to find out any inform any more information about our show, check out all2real2.com. Also, check out all of our uh, social media um, websites. Uh, you can link to that in there. Um, check out our uh, Public, our Patreon. Um, any other ways you want to help us, you can. If you want to help us, go ahead and share the show. Um, on buy some kind of from Yeah, buy buy some all too real two microchips and teddy bears, <laughs> and um, make sure you're drinking your Coke and eating your Big Macs and yep. shopping at Sears. Well, Sears, yeah, no, yeah, you no can't longer. really do that. But um, yeah, do it. <laughs> find a way to do it, man. Um, anyway, so. And while you're at it, somehow find a way to reopen Hills um, yes. Mall. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yep. until next time, folks, remember that I love you and Sesame loves you. Mm-hmm. And bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.